Well, welcome as we discuss week three of The Greatest Story Ever Retold. Uh, today we're talking about Plank, Specs, Pearls, and Pigs, part one. So today, Aaron and I are joined by Ashley Slocum. So, Ashley, <laughs> would you mind you doing an introduction this. and maybe why you're joining us today? Um, my name's Ashley, and I was asked by Aaron to do this <laughs> judgy interview because I'm very judgy, inwardly and outwardly. Um, they thought I'd be the best person for it. Well, excellent. <laughs> well, excellent. You're judgy. You're judgy. I hope you don't think I'm judging you when I ask you to, like, oh, man, he just totally judged me and asked me to do the one on judging. But you are, aren't you? No. Yeah? Yeah. I'm making, I'm making a decision. You're making <laughs> Based off of... So, okay, so let's jump into that. So, okay, okay. So what do you think it means to judge? One of the things I, I wrote down before you went into it was kind of discerning, that you have to discern between, you know... How, to make a decision, you have to discern right. kind of between. So, so it's not just making the decision. There's some, there's got to be some judgment before that, right? Yeah, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's it's more how when we think about the word judging and how we determine what it means. Because if I say to you, judging, you don't think, oh, you know, predetermined and da da da. We we think, oh, how we think about other people, how we put other people down. That that's how we normally go when we mm-hmm. think of the word judging. So. You know, there, there is. There's lots of different terminologies of what we use for those things, but I think judging is the main one. Aaron, would you mind giving a recap of the message? So today is kind of go along with everything else we've talked about so far the last couple of weeks of this series about being drawn in and God's grace being spoken over us and how we become family and come together. And today we're actually dealing with a section of scripture we're going to do this week and next week. We're calling it Plank Specks, Pearls, and Pigs. And today we're talking about the Plank Speck thing that Jesus speaks about in judging in Matthew chapter 7. And it's the understanding of the difference of how we are able to judge and how we're not supposed to judge like there are things that we make determinations on in in our lives and it's okay to judge those but when jesus gets to the thing of talking about judging in matthew 7 it's only a prerogative that god gets to do which is go into the deepest recesses of other people's hearts and see what's actually going on there we many times confuse the actions of people with the essence of who they are and we need to be able to separate those 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 two because the essence of who they are is what god says they are and so we can look at the things that are like actions of what people do, but not judge the essence because God has already spoken the truth of who people are and that we are made in his image. So, so Ashley, what do you mean when you say you judge inward and outwardly? I have my thoughts to myself that I think about people and then sometimes I share them with the people that I'm with. Or I just I silently think about everything all the time mm-hmm. around me, whether it's good or bad about other people and how they affect me and why they're wearing what they're wearing or treating their children like that or their children is treating them like that or I just constantly think about what's going on around me stuff that doesn't have anything to do with me in a negative way a lot of times Um, one of the reasons I also wanted to have you do this is you are a newer follower of Christ is, is there a way that you saw Christians, not that they aren't, right, because they, they are, but it, when you saw Christians before you became one as being judgmental? I don't know if I actually saw them as being judgmental, but I was always told that they were. By the way that I was brought up was nowhere near any Christianity, or and I didn't know anyone that was a follower at all, and so everything I learned was from my parents telling me constantly that they were judgy 
So when I met my husband, who's has been a follower his whole life and his family has been followers their whole lives, um, I immediately thought that they were going to be judgy towards me. And mm. through the 10 years of marriage that we've had, and I've known them and him, and at least they're not super judgy, <laughs> but they accept me for who I am. You know, last year and a half or so, you know, you become a believer. So ha- has any of that changed for you at all? I mean, do you see, do you think every Christian is judgy or do you think there's a different way that we do it or are we all just lost and stupid? And... Yeah, everyone's lost and stupid. Okay, good. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> well, so let me ask, so in the last year and a half, how, how has you being judgy changed? Not necessarily towards Christians, but what, what has changed in how you view and interact or think about interacting I with those around you? give people a lot more grace. And I think about that doesn't affect me, so why am I even thinking that? Like that's that's their own whatever they're doing. It doesn't have anything to do with me. So trying to keep negative thoughts out of my head mm. by not judging people. I'd still do, but I try not to. So a couple questions from from the notes. How have you experienced? And I'll read them off, and then we can you can pick and choose. Ju- how how have you experienced that judging spoils relationships, blaming poisons families? And judging violates love. I think there's I think there's two ways that we can look at that because it's it's always easier I think to almost point out how other people do it to us than how we do it to others. I mean, last Sunday morning after the live service, uh, someone came up to me and they said, "Man, you know, I I don't envy you." And I said, "Why is that?" And they said, "Being in the position you are and up front and you're talking like this all the time, everybody's got to be having all these thoughts about you, like, oh, he's not perfect, or he's that, or look how he messed up there, and look how he did that." And and it's true. There there is a lot of judgment because I'm many times the face of a lot of things that things come at me. And I and I mentioned how uh, somebody that attended Element for years, you know, last year they they left because they, I said something that they didn't agree with. And they assumed that I said it in, in a mean way. They, they judged how I said it, and it's not how I meant it at all. They didn't ask me about it. They, they just left, and, and it was sad. Because, I mean, you spend years at a place like, like a church developing relationships, and something gets said that, that you don't like, and you don't even step in enough to, to ask about it. And then, and then what happens? Do you go find another place and you're trying to find a, a church that has everything that agrees with you? I mean, how, do you, how does that even work? If you don't have a God who can question you or a church that sees things different than you, then you're only worshiping yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that and it sounds judgy, and I'm not, I'm not actually being judgy about it. I, it's actually a sadness in my heart because I think a lot of us do that. We, we don't understand that difference between truth versus condemnation. Well, that goes back to what you were saying last week about people aren't going to be known if that's what they're doing. They're right. constantly just looking for every difference mm-hmm. uh, between them and whoever, someone else or the entity that it is the church. Well, I think that we're never going to want to know other people if we're always judging in a soul condemnation way. Mm-hmm. We're going to always think that there's something so wrong with them. Why would I ever want to connect with them? rather than realizing that God has put us together to learn to disciple one another, to walk with one another through these things, which means we have to be able to step into the places where people are hard. So how does, how does judging violate love? Um, I, so I think that uh, judging would violate love when we are tearing people down in that soul condemnation way, when we aren't 
seeing when when we're taking and confusing the actions with the essence when we look at something they did or something they said i mean and you, you go back to last summer with the protests or you go to you know last week with storming the castle and all that it's it's when you look at the bad decisions people make in groups or individually and we deem them to have no worth in God's sight or our sight because of what they did when that's not loving. Loving is saying that thing that that happened wasn't right but you still have worth in God's sight so I'm going to treat you like you have worth. I think that's that's kind of the difference between loving as as we're called to versus you know, tearing people down in that, that soul condemnation way of confusing the actions with, with essence. And, and I go back to kind of where you started the, the messages. Jesus says that there is a big issue. There's a big plank and it's this guy <laughs> it's you, itself, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, why is it easier, which is kind of a dumb question, but why is it easier to, to look at everyone else's stuff and think that that's the problem in my life? Because you would have to admit your own fault, mm-hmm. that you're wrong in doing whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, gospel is not about straight, straightening people out. Yep. And it, 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 it's that it, the grace meets us where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to ask, have you guys ever used the gospel to like straighten someone out to like just be better? My, yes. Um, well, I guess not me. My husband has, and I've learned a lot. From him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of our children likes to do something that he shouldn't do on his phone. So my husband used the gospel to say, he can see what you're doing and what you're doing is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. So just think about that when you're, you have these thoughts of doing whatever you're doing. Like he can see you and you don't need to do that. How did that work I out? I feel like, uh, he, well, he has lots of fences on his phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to last week. Yeah. I tried to dig you a well. I gave you a phone, but yeah. now you get a fence. Lots of fences. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I I think that it's it's almost a natural tendency to want to try and, you know, use the gospel or the results of the gospel to get people to do what we want. I mean, it's 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 almost like that that's part of our judging mm-hmm. when we look at people because we think, you know, here's the gospel. This is what Jesus did for us. Why don't you care enough to change how you live or what you're doing and we don't many times i don't think we realize that as believers in christ we can't expect other people to live as if they are and we expect all these people in our world around us who don't believe in jesus to actually live like the gospel's true and when they don't we're like why don't they live this way well because they don't they don't believe in the gospel and that's why it's our job to talk about it and explain what it is in a real way that doesn't make the gospel morality that makes the gospel truth of our own rescue and our own redemption in our lives. We take the gospel and we remove it from the good news of Christ, death and resurrection, and brings in a relationship with God, and we move it over here into this thing that says, you're supposed to live and act like this, and this is how God's going to love you if you do these things. Mm-hmm. And, and we change the gospel into morality. We, we change the gospel into something that is not what it is and our entire culture now looks at Christians as being judgy because of what we've done with the gospel. I mean I think the hardest thing too is when Christians make dumb decisions 
and they say they love Jesus and they're doing the dumbest thing. I mean, it, it's one of the reasons in Scripture that it says that judgment needs to begin with the household of God. I think if people say they believe in Christ, you can use the gospel and go and speak to them and talk to them about these things. This is what Christ has called us to, and this is how you're living in a truth way, not necessarily a condemnation way. You know, there, there's therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we don't do it in a condemnation way, but a way that, hey, this is the truth. This is what God called us to. And I love you, and I'm not going to turn my back on you, but God is calling me to look at the things you are doing and to say this. And I don't, and you know, th- there are things in our world around us that are clearly wrong that we can point out and, and say are wrong, but we don't get to look at that and say you have to live this way because of the gospel. We, we can say this is wrong because it hurts what God calls all people to be, his image bearers and who he is. And I, I think we just have to be careful about how we do that and how we speak about it. Actually, mind if I ask you, so in, in your, the process that God has brought you through, did you feel pressure from Christians, friends, and the church to change morally not not necessarily follow Christ like was there a pressure of of that that gospel to straighten out like did you have any of that experience I don't think so okay you're lucky. like straightening out I mean I'm a nicer person now I think <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know because she didn't say anything out loud right, right. <laughs> she's just judging less in her own head <laughs> so right. what was it what 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 actually kind of helped in that and how people lived around you I think I was in the last four or five years, it was slow, but it was happening as soon as I started going to Element. Like, I surrounded myself with people that, like, genuine people, which is not what I surrounded myself with in San Diego. Um, just genuine people that loved me even though I wasn't a believer and still supported me if I continued to go to church not as a believer and asked how I was doing in my my journey, how how everything was going. It was just surrounding myself with those people helped a lot. So it sounds like you got to surround yourself with some people who weren't judging you in a soul condemnation way, but actually loved you because they followed the gospel. Hmm. Boom. Well, thank you for for sharing and, and being a part of this. And with that, join us next week as we discuss part two of... Plank Specs, Pearls, and Pigs. There you go. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. And talk about casting your pearls out there in front of the pigs. Woo, it's a night on the town. We're going to cast all my pearls out there to pigs. It's so much fun. Hello. Hello. You're wearing green, too. I know. Dimmer green. This is the more shirt. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, where's your lumberjack? Where's your lumberjack? <laughs>